awesome. Blog Talk Radio. And I everyone and thank you for tuning in to Help for HD Live. Help for HD Live is brought to you by Help for HD International and is made possible by an education grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host Katie Jackson and today our guest is Sonia Solvinsky. Sonia MS NCC is a research manager and has been with Pegnopolis's laboratories since 2008. Sonia studied sociology and counseling psychology and is a national certified counselor. That's where that NCC comes in. She worked in community and inpatient mental health services for 10 years before joining the Napolis lab as a research associate. She became the coordinator of the Kids HD study in 2011, managing study administration, assessment, and participant enrollment. Since 2013, Sonia has served as the lab manager while remaining heavily involved in the Kids HD and Kids JHD study. So there's lots of changes going on, so I'm really excited to have Sonia on with us today to tell us about all that's going on over there at the lab. So hi, Sonia. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks so much. Yeah, so let's start. And I can hear you. We were having some technical difficulties, so hopefully the show goes smooth, but you sound great. So that's good. So um, tell us how you chose uh, to get involved in HD research. Um, it's kind of funny. I, I've never been asked that question before, um, but I didn't actually choose. I got assigned, and I'm so glad that I did. Um, I was actually yeah. working on a different research project, and Dr. Napolis asked me to switch over to the Kids HD project because it was struggling um, and needed a boost in enrollment, so I took over and uh, started to really step up the recruitment for that study, and that's how I got started. Yeah, and so off the, you know, off the HD, off the show's content, she has become one of our, like, biggest advocates and closest friends at Health for HD. So we are very lucky that you got to sign that um, because uh, we all just love you to death. So, um, Mm -hmm. but please, and I, and I love how the kids um, study is so different than any other study out there. And I could imagine the enrollment must've been incredibly hard, but um, the way you guys do it um, is so good because my kids have been involved in this study and um, what you guys have set up over there is so is so awesome. So let's talk about now when people hear Change HD. Actually, what are they what are they hearing about? So Change HD is um, the next evolution of Kids HD. Um, Change HD stands for Child to Adult Neurodevelopment in Gene Expanded Huntington's Disease. Um, 
And the reason why it's the next evolution of the kids HD study is um, because we're still going to be studying people who are at risk for Huntington's disease. So that means they have a parent or a grandparent that has been diagnosed with HD, but they don't know yet if they inherited the gene expansion or not. Um, change HD is going to be a little bit different because we're not just looking at school age children anymore, you know, six to 18. We're actually expanding it so that it's six to 30 years old, so young people, young adults, um, because the brain actually continues to develop way into your late 20s and early 30s. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and I think don't, don't like the male brains develop a little bit. It goes a little bit longer than the female brain. That would be <laughs> a you question with everything that you know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone is different, and there's definitely uh, differences between the sexes. Absolutely. Great. So, what are we? What are you guys trying to learn from Change HD? So we're trying to do uh, several things. First of all, we're trying to replicate our results from Kids HD because, you know, it was the only study of its kind. Um, and, you know, we want to make sure that we are right. <laughs> so if we go back and reinforce that data with another project um, that just gives our, our uh, results just more weight. Um, we also want to try to get more people um, because if you have higher numbers, it makes the connection stronger that you're seeing. It can be really difficult if, for example, you were looking at, oh, a group of 10 people and you saw maybe something significant. If you had a group of 100 people, that significance is going to carry a lot more weight. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And... Um, um, Ahead, Part of how we're going things. to, no, it's okay. So uh, we're also going to incorporate, um, well, we're coming into uh, the modern era and going away from our paper and pencil tests and we're doing everything electronically this time. So it's a, a, a different protocol. Um, we've also got a uh, a team of imaging experts who will oversee a synchronized MRI protocol. So when we look at brain development, we look at function and structure. The MRI is the structural part of that, so how the brain is built and put together, how big or small different pieces are, and then the function is, you know, the testing that we do, we see how the brain works. Um, we're also excited because we're going to be collaborating with Rolf Rahman and the Q Motor team in Germany. Um, they've developed some really fascinating um, um, equipment to measure fine motor movements um, using force transducers. So it's your typical motor exam that you would you know, have experience with finger tapping or foot tapping and uh, trying to pace and um, lift things with a certain amount of force, and it's able to, to measure that. So that's exciting. And then we're also collaborating with Ed Wild in the UK who are researching neurofilament light called NFL. And that has um, great promise as a biomarker for HD because it can pick up on um, brain damage. 
very early on. Uh, they actually discovered it um, for uh, looking at concussions. Um, but the biggest uh, thing that's new about Change HD is that we're going multi-site. So we're going to have five sites um, for this study, and that's where we'll hopefully uh, get some bigger numbers. We're looking at about uh, yeah. 400 participants across each site then, and um, it's longitudinal, so they'll be asked to come back every year, and so we're looking at about 1,500 individual assessments, so that's huge. Wow, yeah, that is huge. And you know, this is, it's, can you, can you say where the sites are? Have they been announced? Oh, no, absolutely. Um, we have, we'll have sites, um, Iowa, and Iowa City is the lead site. Um, We'll have a site in Houston at uh, the University of Texas in Houston, um, Columbia University in New York City, the Children's Hospital mm -hmm. of Philadelphia and, um, in collaboration with the University of Pennsylvania in Philly, and then, of course, uh, UC Davis in Sacramento. Which is, like, it's really cool because from what you just said, it's very spread out. So, um mm -hmm. It'll be able. People will not have to travel as far. Um, I know that we would go to University of Iowa, and it wasn't a big deal for uh, because we loved coming there. But you know, it's really <laughs> great that, especially with HD, uh, you know, with what our challenges at home are, being caregivers and doing all this, and still like being involved in studies. Sometimes it's hard. So this makes it so much easier for families to travel less uh, to be able to be a part of this. Um, Study. And I think, like, the cool thing is in previous shows, <clears throat> we've had Dr. Napolis, we've had um, Ellen on recently, and what you guys have discovered through your research and what's happened is, is so important. And I think that people, it's always the studies where people are like, well, I don't really want to be involved in a study because what, you know, what potential benefit is there? Well, it's everything in the future is going to rely on these studies and the information that's found and um, so I always tell people these are like some of the most important things to get involved in um, because when are they going to, you know, these new treatments, when are they going to administer them, how are they going to do this, you know, and without what you guys have found, those, those questions are unanswered. So it is so important to be involved in studies and especially this study because like uh, Sonia said, it's kind of, it's one of a kind um, and it's important to, uh, to get involved if you can, for sure. So about getting involved, who can participate? Um, anybody um, who is between the ages of 6 and 30 um, who are at risk for Huntington's disease, that's it. <laughs> so yeah. uh, okay. it's pretty wide open. So if you have HD in your family and you're not 31 yet, there's a good chance you, you would be eligible to participate. Yeah, and so I, this part, um, the next question I have for you is about obviously um, how do you study the brain, and I think this is kind of important for um, people that are, because people sometimes are scared of MRIs. I'm assuming you guys do through MRIs because I'm familiar with mm -hmm. the study, and I, that may not be your answer, but some people are so, so worried about MRIs, so can we talk a little bit about that? Oh, yes, absolutely. So one great thing about MRI, yes, we do. We use a specific research MRI. Um, 
mm-hmm. is that there's no radiation involved with MRI, unlike mm-hmm. a CAT scan or an X-ray, some of the other imaging techniques. So, and um, nothing. You don't need to be poked with anything. We don't do any kind of sedation for MRI. Um, it's a different than one you would go and get clinically, like if your doctor prescribed you to go get an MRI. Um, we try to make it as comfortable as possible. The people who are claustrophobic or uncomfortable in smaller spaces, sometimes the MRI might bother them a little bit. Um, we've actually had an amazing success rate um, getting MRIs. We had to do a pilot uh, project back in Oh, 2008, just to prove we could get scans on kids without sedating them. Um, and we had over an 80% success rate, which is unheard of. Um, and part of it is preparation, uh, explaining what's going to happen, um, even having parents talk to their kids, especially younger kids, um, before coming in, practicing laying still, Um, We have a mock scanner, so it's basically a giant toy MRI, (laughs) and we can take kids there to play in it, just get used to it if if we don't think that they'll be comfortable. And then we also have it set up so that they can watch a movie while they're in there. So, you know, turn on the TV, they zone out. It works for MRIs, too. Um, It helps them lay still. Um, and then the techs that we work with are just amazing with with the kids that we see, and um, they get them heated blankets and <laughs> make sure that they're so comfortable going in. So we really try to make it as pleasant an experience as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was so shocked when my son got the MRI when we went to University of Iowa, um, how he stood he stood still. I mean, this kid can't stay still of his life. I like I have to hold him and say, Cooper, just stop and listen to me for a minute. <laughs> and <laughs> he stood completely. He was still, and he he went through the whole MRI, and he he did watch a movie, and they were the texts were awesome, explaining to him what was going to happen, and everything. And he went through the whole thing, and he came out, and I was like, I was like, buddy, that was easy. Yep. Would you do it again? Yep. Like it wasn't a big deal for him. Um, and yeah. he would be my kid that I would think um, because he he does have that hyperness about him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, where my girls, which is interesting, my uh, my Madison, my oldest, she couldn't do the MRI because she had braces at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I believe is that correct? That is, yeah. So it's not dangerous to have braces in an MRI. Um, because MRI uses giant magnets, basically. Um, it's really fascinating. <laughs> um, so we make sure that we screen anyone who's going to uh, go through an MRI, make sure that they don't have any metal in their body that's going to be magnetic. So, well, like, for example, I can tell when I'm wearing really cheap jewelry, cheap earrings, and I go into the MRI room, even without it on, and they'll start to float away <laughs> towards the MRI. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So the reason why we don't do braces is not because they'll rip them off your teeth or anything, but it creates uh, right. what's called an artifact. So basically it makes it so that we can't get a picture because it's all fuzzy where around the braces. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, And that takes out part of the brain. Other, other dental work... Um, isn't usually a problem because um, dentistry 
Oh, since the mid-90s have been using um, non-ferrous metals, so like titanium. And that doesn't create an artifact. It just makes a, a blank spot. So there's no fuzz. It, there's just a dark spot there. So it's safe yeah. to, to have dental work or like um, cemented retainers and things like that. Okay. And, you know, I think one thing that's really important about that is, and I don't know if this still holds true with the new study, but Madison was still involved. So even though she couldn't get the MRI when she had her braces mm-hmm. on, you guys still saw her. She was still involved. You were still following her mm-hmm. until she can get her braces off, right? So that don't yep. deter that, right? They can still be involved. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and as, I mean, it's just the the population we work with. When you you work with young people, mm-hmm. you're going to have to work around braces on some of them. So, um, and since this you know, change HD is still working with young people and it's longitudinal as well, you know, there's probably going to be some participants who will have to skip an MRI. Yeah, sure. And when they are in the study, they when they they do enter into the study, they go once a year, still. Yeah, we're going to be doing annual visits. It's a little bit more structured, um, particularly since we're going multi-site, you know, we need to have a little bit better structure so that it's the same across the board. Um, So the first year we're going to be recruiting 40 um, participants at each site, and then they will come back three times. So three return visits, a total of four visits. Um, the next year we'll recruit 20 more new people and then see the previous 40, so 60 visits that year. And then um, that, that new 20 will also have four visits because we're funded for five years. Um, then the last 20 is recruited in the third year. They'll only have uh two return visits because um, they come up against that five-year limit. Sure, sure. And now if this is a whole new study. So for, let's say, the children that participated in the last study, like the, mm-hmm. it doesn't turn over and it, it, you keep, you're keep following that, that data and the, that time, or is it, is it all brand new? It all starts fresh. Um, so any of the kids who participated in Kids HD are likely eligible to also participate in Change HD. Since it is a new study in a different protocol, we're not going to necessarily be able to compare the data directly. Some mm-hmm. points mm-hmm. we can. We can uh, go back and, and double check on a couple of things. But for the most part, this is going to be an independent study from, from Kids HD. On another note, you were talking about travel, you know, and for Kids HD, everyone came here and traveled here. Mm-hmm. So it's still going to be an option, you know, with the previous participants. If they want to come back and participate in Change HD, they will have the option to come to Iowa if they would prefer it. Okay. All right. That's good to know. And then um, as far as, like, like travel, how does that kind of work with, um, I mean, I know that there's less distance, but for someone that has to travel a little bit further, is that travel covered, or how does that that work? Absolutely, yeah. As before, our goal is to have participation in this study cost nothing for these families. So 
what happens is um, when you're scheduling a visit, our research team will do all your travel planning for you. Um, so we'll get dates and, and then send you, if you're flying, for example, uh, flights to choose from. And then that's all processed through the research team. And then they'll send a confirmation packet that has all the directions, all the information, uh, reservation numbers, everything you'll need to complete your trip. Um, whatever we can pay for ahead of time, we do. So like hotel rooms and airline tickets, things like that. Things we don't know the cost of, we can't pay ahead of time. So that's like meals you eat while traveling or maybe your mileage or parking at the airport. Those are all reimbursed after your trip by uh, we send you a check in the mail. And then, of course, participants um, are compensated $150 just for participating. Um, so we try to make it as easy as possible and, uh, like I said, at zero cost. Right, yeah. And I'm, I can tell you from being in this study, you get reimbursed incredibly fast. I was actually shocked. I think it was me that took the longest to get my receipts in and, and you guys were on it. So, you're, <laughs> you know, they are very fast about getting everything reimbursed um, to you. Uh, that you need so and and you know I, I have to give a shout out to the, the study I mean my kids have enjoyed it my daughter Madison asked when does she get to go back to Iowa so it's not something that was like too too hard on my kids um, it wasn't anything that they felt like they were in this big clinical research study you know it it wasn't they didn't feel pressure they felt very comfortable um, so I mean obviously I haven't been to all the sites um, I do know a lot of the sites and the people who run the sites, and they are amazing, um, Aaron and, and Vicki and all these great people. It sounds like that will be working um, on the study, but, um, but I will tell you that they are very good at making the children feel very comfortable um, and like they're being a part of research. It's, 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 ex it's exciting for my kids to be a part of it, um, but that's just our family experience, but it's been a good one. Huh. So, Thank you so much. I'm glad. Yeah, um, for sure. But if people want to get involved now and find out more information, is this study is is it open? Is it how do people find information? And is it is it already right, on yeah. top? Sonia and Gorn? Awesome. Well, I guess you get an exclusive, Katie. So um, we're actually waiting um, <laughs> for our IRB approval. So our Human Subjects Review Board to make sure that everything that we are planning to do and all of the materials that we're going to use are appropriate and, and safe and ethical. Um, so we're just waiting for the final approval to come through on that before we actually roll out everything, so update social media and start announcing things. Um, we're anticipating to probably start actually seeing people by February next year. So we're actually okay. in, at Iowa undergoing a huge MRI scanner overhaul that's going to put it out of commission for um, most of December and January. Um, so we won't be able to see anybody until then, but it gives us plenty of time to get all the other sites up and online, and we'll all be ready to go hopefully by then. But, yes, you should be hearing some announcements about enrollment and the official changeover um, 
a new website and email contact. Uh, we're trying, we'll keep the same 800 number as we had for Kids HD, so you can always contact us that way. Then contact the okay. Iowa team directly. Um, our Facebook page is a good place to, to look for more information. We'll also have a website, uh, changehd.org, nice and simple to remember. Um, and you should be able to fill out a form on that if you're interested and send it to us. Or um, you can always email me. <laughs> yeah. And so that's awesome. So, and we'll help, we also, all of our listeners and stuff, when, uh, Sonia, if you just let us know when that's ready to go, we'll do an announcement on the show too. And, of course, it will be all over. We will, if, once we are able to announce it in University of Iowa, it gets us the, the paperwork, we will spread the word too um, for sure. So we can help with that as well on the show and doing an announcement. Um, well, exciting stuff. I'm just so happy that the study – you know, because we knew that the kids' HD study was came to an end. The it was done. You know, it was a ten year right study. Was it ten years, Sonia? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, with the pilot, I think it was close to fifteen. It was a, wow. a long one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so there's always fear, you know, in our HD in the HD world, and and I think in any research world that you know things don't get funded again, and these these studies and trials can't continue on. So thank goodness this one did. And thank you to Iowa for fighting for that um, because this is stuff that we need for future therapies um, and future treatments for our community. So thank you so much for that. So I think we can wrap up the show for now. Um, do you have any final thoughts, Sonia, before we wrap today? No, I just uh, thanks for your support all these years as you know, through thick and thin. Yeah. So we're excited to, to yeah, move forward for sure. and keep working together. Yes. So we're excited too. So we keep going. So everyone, I think we can wrap the show. I hope everyone had a great uh, Thanksgiving for our U.S. listeners. And uh, for everyone else, um, I, we are wishing you guys a um, a safe holiday season. No, our holiday programs are uh, closed. We actually filled up our food um, program, our toy program. Um, they all filled up within two days, which shows us the great need out there for our community. Thank you to everyone who supported those programs, our sponsors and our donors. Um, it means so much. We were able to help so many families. We actually doubled our families this year that we were able to help um, to the point where Walmart put a freeze on us uh, because they weren't sure if we were scamming them because we were helping so many people. Um, so uh, thank you guys so much for supporting that program. Um, we did actually, we will launch uh, next week our JHD program. Please keep a good eye, a good eye out for that and apply you don't have to fall within, um, you know, any kind of income line or anything for that program. If you have a child living with JHD um, within your home, we want to make their holiday season as special as we can make it. So, um, and we want to help do that at Health for HD. So watch out for our JHD program. The portals will open. You apply, and then we work with you um, to do something very special for your, uh, your kiddo uh, that's living with JHD in the home. Um, so watch for that. That will launch next week. And um, I hear that we may be launching one more holiday program that just came in. Uh, funding just came in thanks to uh, some of our friends uh, working with Katrina Hamill. So keep your eyes out for that. Uh, until next week, everyone have a safe week. Thanks, Sonia. 
Thank you, Katie. Take care.